The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us for Leadership Matters. My name is Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Our topic for today is Coaching for Organizational Excellence. Starting off today's show, we have with us Jordan Goldridge, Chief People Officer. Is that Custom Matrix, Jordan? Yes, it is. Okay, and Jordan is also an adjunct faculty member um, and feedback and executive coach with the Center for Creative Leadership and a faculty advisor at San Diego State University's professional certificate program in the Coaching for Excellence, um, Coaching for Organizational Excellence program. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, and thank you so much for allowing us to use the title of your program as the title of our show today. Our pleasure. <laughs> yes, and then also with us is Susan Curtin. Susan is a partner with Insights for Results, a leadership development and succession management firm, and she also teaches at San Diego State in the Coaching for Organizational Excellence program. Welcome, Susan. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, glad to have both of you with us today. Before we kind of jump in on our topic, Jordan and Susan, I'm going to ask each of you just to share a little bit about yourself as well as the organizations that you're affiliated with. Jordan, why don't we start with you? Well, that's great. I I go back to having uh, originally started off wanting to be a therapist, and I am a licensed therapist, and then uh, morphed into being the vice president of operations of a healthcare company. And um, then after that became a consultant uh, specializing in coaching and organization development. And Custom Matrix in specific uh, is a multidisciplinary firm, so we help organizations by bringing in a multidisciplinary team so that they can get various perspectives on their challenges, on their goals, and on their issues. Okay, great. And uh, any other organization you're affiliated with that you'd like to share a little bit about, Jordan? Well, thank you. you. Well, you mentioned the Center for Creative Leadership, of course, and I've been working with them for a number of years now, and, and certainly I'm very proud of that association. Okay. And I know at San Diego State we'll talk a little bit about that program because that's really um, the program you lead is really what today's show is all about with regards to coaching for organizational excellence. So I'll look forward to your sharing more about that later. Yes. Okay. Susan, how about yourself? Yeah, uh, similar to Jordan, I uh, started out, uh, my master's is in counseling, and my first career was actually a career counselor uh, through the community college district. Uh, but then the career journey uh, moved to create uh, the internal employee assistance program for the city of San Diego, where I had an opportunity to do a lot of supervisory consultations, um, assisting supervisors and managers with 
um, challenges they were having with their staff. Um, that followed by then working in the internal uh, diversity effort, our uh, OD unit, uh, followed by creating a career development program, really emphasizing mentoring, coaching, uh, specifically on people being able to manage their careers and do what they need to do to ensure that they're ready for the next level or the next position. Um, Had an opportunity to be the manager for uh, Health and Human Service Agency, uh, where I created a year-long internal managers development institute and wove in uh, coaching and mentoring in that role. And since uh, working with the, our firm, Insights for Results, continued to do leadership development and succession and talent management, where we incorporate coaching throughout. Okay. Great. Well, thank you, Susan. Um Let's see. Why don't we actually continue with you, Susan, and have you share with us, you know, what is a coach? If we talk about coaching, we uh, actually maybe not what is a coach. Let's start with what is coaching. Susan, why don't we have you start? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the definition um, I use and, and incorporate in the work that we do is that coaching is a collaboration that will accelerate results through learning um, and trust and curiosity. So it really is a relationship one person has with another um, based upon trust in order to explore where the person uh, would like to you know, move towards or what goals they have set for themselves or what results they would like to achieve. Um, and the uh, difference between a problem-solving approach with coming in with all the answers, coaching is really about uncovering and discovering uh, the answers, which oftentimes um, the individual has within them, and so the collaborative role is asking great clarifying questions to help uncover and discover what is true for that person and what it's going to take for them to achieve their goals. Okay. Uh, Jordan, is there anything you'd like to kind of add to that definition of what is coaching? I, I thought Susan did a great job of describing it. I, maybe just to say it in a, in a slightly different way, I think it's a process and a way of interacting with people so that they learn, grow, and change. Mm-hmm. And um, people mean a lot of different things by coaching, so it's a, it's a little hard these days to know, but I think specifically we're talking about within organizations, uh, helping managers and supervisors and leaders be more effective, and also um, uh, helping managers and supervisors learn how to help their employees be more effective. Okay, great. Well, good. I thank both of you for those definitions. I know I kind of look at coaching very similarly as we work with clients to kind of take them from where they are to where they want to be and Sometimes it's just really being that thought partner with them in that collaborative process that Susan and you both um, very well described. When you think about coaching, Jordan, you said um, kind of like a number of different things that indicate a coach can be a different person and in different settings. So when I say who is a coach, what comes to mind for you? Well, a number of things come to mind. I, I, I think certainly managers and leaders themselves and supervisors can wear a coaching hat uh, to be more effective with their employees. Part of it is helping their employees to grow uh, and develop, and there's certainly considerable 
evidence now from the Gallup research that uh, if you want to keep your talented employees, you want to give them a chance to grow and develop. Um, so, and, and it's also a way of uh, enrolling people in your vision. So those are how that coaching conversation is used by leaders, managers, and supervisors. But it's also used by human resources professionals and organization development professionals and other people who want to help other people, as you said earlier, Cheryl, get from where they are to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in that coaching um, language, one might say getting from where they are to where they want to be in the collaborative piece around coaching, um, I always think of the importance of the person really wanting to go on the coaching journey. Um, yes. You know, so one might say, what, and I'll ask either of you just to respond to, what helps make a person coachable? You think about the coaching process and what is a coach. Um, what are your thoughts with regards to can you... Can you force someone to engage or it's, are you yeah, it's a voluntary effort? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, well, I, I don't think you can force someone to engage. You can mm-hmm. use uh, force or threats or reinforcement, external uh, rewards or punishment to essentially coerce behavior. But it's much more powerful when people are doing things because it's the right thing to do and they would want to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so the coaching conversation is partly aimed at uncovering what it is that drives somebody. When a manager gets good at figuring out what would you want to do anyway and why would you want to do it, it becomes much easier for that manager to mm-hmm. um, help somebody uh, uh, jump on board with what it is that needs to be done. So, okay, yeah, okay. a lot of it is about do you have the credibility mm-hmm. and the, uh, set the set the context where people want to. Okay, great. Uh, Susan, what do you see as the potential uses and the impact that coaching can have on an organization? Yeah, I think what's important um, to recognize is that the term coach is thrown out quite a bit and oftentimes is written into... Um, a supervisors and managers job description that you're expected to coach your employees. I think what um, organizations uh, need to recognize is that there are specific coaching skills that managers need to demonstrate when they are engaging in a coaching conversation first and foremost and the opportunity to develop those skills separate from skills that they might use if they're training an employee and or disciplining an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, so secondly, what would be some of those skills that they would need to develop if they're coaching? Well, first and foremost, the ability to listen um, and, and, and observe. So listen in a way where uh, we would refer to it as level two listening. They're listening for uh, the meaning of the words. They're listening for what motivates that employee. They're listening for the um, interpretation or perception the employee might have of the situation versus what the supervisor or manager um, is, is wanting them uh, to uh, see the situation a certain way or, or interpret a situation a certain way. So a listening at a much deeper level, mm-hmm. um, listening to versus then listening for, and the observation skills is the ability to read the nonverbal cues. Um, is the individual uh, able to be open with what 
their goals are or what's getting in the way of their performance. Um, or are they demonstrating a level of you know, mistrust or hesitancy or concern about being as honest? So listening, observing, the ability to ask questions to help uncover and discover what is true for that employee. So good inquiring skills, clarifying skills that once someone asks or responds to a question, the opportunity to clarify to make sure you're understanding um, the meaning that person might be giving to it. Um, the ability to challenge employees if, in fact, they have either limited themselves, thinking they can't achieve certain goals or, or are unable to take on a, a, an assignment because they think it's bigger than they are, so the ability to, to challenge them in a positive way and encourage them, the, the ability to support and encourage them um, especially if they're learning a new job and or taking on a new assignment. <clears throat> Those would be okay. what I'd consider kind of critical coaching skills. Okay. So, Susan, I'm going to um, have us think about Ponder with regards to that initial part of that question um, and ask you a little bit later because we're going to need to move into a commercial break. Okay. And um, I'm going to ask our listening audience to please stay tuned for more on Leadership Matters. We'll be back after a quick break. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us for on Leadership Matters. With us today, we have Jordan Goldrich, the Chief People Officer of Custom Matrix. Jordan's also a feedback and executive coach with the Center for Creative Leadership and a uh, faculty advisor for San Diego State University's Professional Certificate Program in Coaching for Organizational Excellence. Thanks for being with us, Jordan. Thank you. 
We also have with us still the partner with, uh, actually Susan Curtins, who is a partner with Insights for Results, a leadership development and succession management firm. Susan teaches in the San Diego State University Coaching for Organizational Excellence program as well. Welcome, Susan. Thank you. And joining us for this segment is Dr. Alfonso Rodriguez. And Dr. Rodriguez is the Director of Training and Staff Development at the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Thank you, Dr. Rodriguez, for being with us. Okay, thank you. Susan, before the break, I was, had asked you a little, I asked you two questions, mm-hmm. and you answered one, or um, started to answer the one I asked you, but then you talked about, a little bit about skills, and I kind of went down that journey with you because I wanted to hear and thought it might be nice for our audience to hear a little bit about the skill sets that a coach mm-hmm. would need to have. I want to ask you just to go back and talk a little bit about how coaching might be used in organizations and what the benefit might be. Okay. So ideally, um, a supervisor, manager, and leader of others would have the ability to um, know when to coach their direct reports as well as when to train and or discipline. Um, When we're looking at the role of coach, so they have their coaching hat on, they're coaching in one of three areas. Um, If it is an employee who is a new employee and or taking on a new assignment or task, they may be coaching that individual on performance, right? Continuing to clarify how that uh, task is performed and encourage them as they are succeeding in it. But the focus is specific to performance. Once an individual has reached a level of mastery um, in their job and they uh, have the uh, independence and autonomy um, in performing it, they're at a level that we would say would qualify for a coaching conversation around their career goals or coaching for development. Where is the employee um, interested in, in moving in their career? If they love what they're doing but want to continue to grow and develop, what types of um, assignments can they take on to stretch them? So the coaching conversation is about really uncovering what that individual can do to continue to learn and stretch and grow and supporting them in that. Um, the third aspect of coaching is when someone who was high ability, high autonomy in performing their job all of a sudden starts to decline and is not performing at the level that they had been. We call that now a coaching conversation for improved performance. And the belief is is that I, as a coach, have had a conversation with my employees and they know that that I have their best interest in mind, that when they start to slip, uh, that, that coaching conversation is based upon trust and there's a better chance that the individual will be open about what's going on and hopefully address what the issues are that has influenced their uh, performance. Okay. So, again, the benefits to the organization have a direct impact on employee morale. If my supervisor manager cares about me, then I'll do whatever I can to uh, make sure that that supervisor gets the work accomplished for their division. It has, uh, you know, an emphasis if my, uh, if people are coaching and uncovering what the strengths are of the employees that work for them, that supervisor manager is tapping into what the employee is going to be most excited about, which then allows them to do what they do best, which then allows in high um, employee engagement. Okay, um, great. Thank you, Susan. Susan, I'm going to transition and ask Dr. Rodriguez to talk a little bit about how coaching is used 
in the training and staff development unit at the Neighborhood House Association. Um, Dr. Rodriguez, why don't we have you share a little bit about the program that you lead, the team that you lead, and um, how the uh, coaching methodology and mentoring is used here at the Neighborhood House Association. Good. Uh, Thank you, Dr. G. Um, We use coaching on an ongoing basis uh, here at uh, Neighborhood House uh, with our Head Start program. Um, For people who are not familiar with Neighborhood House, it's a a large um, uh, human services and social services agency uh, located here in San Diego. Uh, It's one of the grantees for the Head Start program, and within that program, we serve approximately uh, 8,000 children and families. So it's a, a very large program here in San Diego. We're very fortunate to have a unit that is built into our program that provides ongoing coaching to our um, teachers and uh, social services staff. And uh, what we have found is that within the field of uh, human development and child development, that there are ongoing changes as it relates to uh, providing services and uh, working with children and families. So the whole notion of coaching becomes very important because as these new approaches appear uh, within any discipline, uh, we want to be able to provide that uh, kind of uh, information, uh, skills, and knowledge uh, to our staff on an ongoing basis. So it does have similarities in terms of focusing on performance, uh, focusing on competencies, um, and um, most important, staying current in the the field of uh, human development and child development. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think working intimately, um, obviously, with your program, uh, for those of you who don't know, Dr. Rodriguez and I work together. <laughs> so he's actually one of the fabulous directors on my team. I think, Dr. Rodriguez, what I really love about your program is the ability to um, develop a training, particularly when we have agency-wide initiatives, and for me to be able to deliver that to senior staff and um, deliver that to, you know, one or two times, have our team in the room, and then have our mentors be able to go out to the sites and continue that learning um, actually in the sites as they observe and um, and see the need to reinforce learning in the classrooms. So I think it brings a wonderful direct um, opportunity for us to take trainings that are offered in the classroom setting, and I'm going to say are offered in the training setting, and get them right into our classrooms and in our social service arenas. Right, and w- what we have found is that um, there are different modes that uh, people um, rely on uh, in terms of adult learning mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to provide uh, general information uh, in a training mode and to also follow up in a coaching mode um, in the participant's own natural setting uh, really adds an additional kind of dimension in terms of being able to integrate new knowledge and skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I'm sorry. Um, I see the uh, benefits from that and uh, really appreciate it. Um, Dr. Rodriguez, is there anything else that you would um, kind of like, like to add about this whole topic of coaching and how it's being used? Well, I think one of the areas that I just want to um, reemphasize is that the foundation for coaching uh, really relies on strong relationship building. Um, and uh, we find that in the work that we do with uh, 
different staff that in order to help facilitate change and to uh, enter into, uh, you know, um, self-reflection and assessment, that level of trust uh, really needs to be there uh, in order for people to assess where they are in terms of their skills and performance and where they would like to go in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, in our program, we, we actually um, work with our participants where we identify um, some goals and objectives uh, that the uh, participant would, would like to work on, and we use that for targets um, uh, in terms of seeing the outcomes um, related to uh, the coaching that will occur. Okay, wonderful. Uh, Susan and uh, Jordan, anything you'd like to kind of add or any thoughts triggered from you in hearing what Dr. Rodriguez and I have been discussing? Well, one of, the, one of the thoughts, this is Jordan, one of the thoughts is that, um, and, and we talk about this a lot in the program, there are, there are really three kinds of coaching conversations uh, that we look at, and they have to do with, in some, in some ways, there's an expression, who's got the monkey? And I, I guess that goes back to the old uh, monkey on your back, who's got the problem? And so sometimes people find themselves in a situation where, uh, somebody's coming to them and they have a problem. And really the coaching conversation is about helping them uncover what are the, the assumptions they have, what are the thoughts they have, uh, rather than telling them what to do. But in that case, the other person has the monkey. They're motivated to change something. There's another kind of coaching conversation that occurs a lot in organizations, and that's where the manager or the supervisor has the monkey. In other words, the employee or coworker or boss or team member is doing something that the uh, the person would like to have them do differently and it doesn't necessarily have to be wrong it could be just it's not working in the system but it, it also could be a, a behavioral issue or a disciplinary issue as well and then the trick with the coaching conversation is how do I how do I set up that conversation how do I create the conditions where I give this feedback, I don't, I maintain the relationship in a positive way, and I also create a way that we can problem solve. And then the third one also is the other person has the monkey, the person is getting help, helped, but it's more developmental. They're trying to figure out what it is that uh, they want to do, or they're building competencies for the future. So that, that for me is a big distinction, is who's got the monkey. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Thanks, Jordan. You know, a common thread I'm hearing in all of what um, Susan, Jordan, and Dr. Rodriguez you've shared is just the importance of the coaching relationship uh, being established and there being this thread of positive regard or trust mm-hmm. um, in order for movement in the direction that one would like to, to you know, I guess, see the coaching make progress and take place. It seems like there really has to be, uh, there really is an emphasis on how, um, how the relationship itself has been um, nurtured, developed, and maintained so that there is open communication and an ability to really explore possibilities for development. Right, and in an agreement with what Dr. Rodriguez had mentioned, that the relationship building is the core. And so mm-hmm. the relationship, in order to have a relationship um, with someone, you have to be able to develop trust, and that person needs to feel like you know and understand who they are 
and what motivates them rather than um, uh, that you're only out to get something from them. Okay, absolutely. So we're going to actually take a short break. And um, when we come back, Dr. Rodriguez, I know you'll be off the line, so I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And um, Jordan and Susan will ask you to stay on the line, and then we'll have joining us um, a coaching client and hear from her perspective with regards to how she's experienced coaching through the years. Um, Please stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us on Leadership Matters. Today we have with us Jordan Goldrich, the Chief People Officer of Custom Matrix. Jordan's also a uh, feedback and executive coach with the Center for Creative Leadership and, the, and a faculty advisor for the San Diego State University Professional Certificate Program and the Coaching for Excellence Program. Welcome back, Jordan. Thank you. And also still with us is Susan Carden. Susan is a partner with the Insights for Results, a leadership development and succession management firm. And uh, Susan teaches in the San Diego State University Coaching for Excellence or the Coaching for Organizational Excellence Program. Thanks for staying with us, Susan. Thank you. 
And then also joining us, we have Julie Duarte. And Julie is an independent consultant in government and public affairs with a specialization in um, clean energy. And she's also been a guest lecturer. And Julie, where is this that you've been the guest lecturer at the University of Norway? The University of Bodo, Norway. Yeah, fabulous. And I'm so glad that you could join us today. Thank you. Yeah. Julie, why don't we actually ask you just to share a little bit about yourself and your consultancy? Sure. Thank you, Dr. G. I am a consultant in government and public affairs in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, and I specialize in clean energy and alternative fuels. I I started my career as a civil servant with the U.S. Department of Energy, and then I joined a private company, a major multinational alternative fuel provider. Fabulous. And, Julie, I know that you've worked with an organization that actually used um, coaching as part of their leadership development effort. Would you share a little bit about that effort? Yes, the the organization that I worked with was a major or a private multinational alternative fuel provider with facilities all over the world. And the organization found that coaching helped teams that included diverse backgrounds, both culturally and from an education perspective. And with respect to the specific team that I was working with, we were we were interacting daily and actively with the public sector as private sector representatives. And we found that coaching helped us to bridge those two cultures as well as bring us together as a team and provided us individual time and attention that we would not necessarily get in a, in a traditional uh, management course. Fabulous. And then I know as a manager, um, you have, I'm sure, had an opportunity to use coaching yourself. Um, I'm, um, I'm asking that as an affirmative because I know we've kind of had those discussions, but I'm also asking that in a way of asking you if you wouldn't mind just sharing some of the... Um, some of your own experience as a manager using coaching skills and and um, how it made a difference for you and your leadership. Well, coaching made a, a very significant difference in my professional development. Specifically, I believe that I was able to move from a manager to a director-level position at, at the multinational corporation in, in which I, w- I was a an employee because of uh, coaching. And specifically, I was able to work with my coach on specific plans related to opportunities for development as well as related to uh, opportunities for development for team members. And I believe that uh, because of the individual attention you get from the coach, the ability to put a plan together that is highly specialized for you and your team that, that I personally was able to move up to an, uh, the next level in, in my organization as a result of, of that coaching relationship. Oh, great. Julie, if you were to um, speak to others with regards to what they can do as coachees in order to best be able to leverage a coaching relationship, what might be um, your suggestions for them with regards to how they might show up to a coaching um, session, how they might frame it for themselves? What would be your suggestion as to how they can, you know, best leverage the opportunity? Well, I think to best leverage the opportunity, there should be concrete uh, goals put in place uh, at the beginning of every coaching session. I I did that with my coach and continue to do that with my coach, as well as uh, specific work plans for you that you put together with your coach and uh, to, to really give yourself the time to commit to what you and the coach work on together. Um, 
as well as uh, to take the time to think about specific areas related to your own professional development or development for your team that your coach may be able to help you focus on a bit more than uh, a standard management course in which you are just one of many students. Okay, great. Thanks, Julie. Julie, is there anything else you'd like to add as it relates to you as a coach, your coaching others? Well, I think that my experience working with a coach and continuing to work with a coach has allowed me to coach my own team members as well as colleagues. And and this has really contributed to my professional growth because uh, as I'm able to coach team members using the skills that I learned from my coach, uh, that that allows me to to be able to contribute more value to to organizations. Uh, So the one thing that I would like to share is that uh, coaching for an individual really does end up having a, a broader impact on an organization because it allows that individual to take those skills to help to coach others on on their team or or other peers. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing all that, Julie. I know, Valerie, um, are you on the phone, Valerie Wright? Yes. Valerie, I was going to ask you to kind of jump in here, too. And um, Valerie is the Director of Organization Development at the Neighborhood House Association. And... um, Perhaps we could have you share a little bit about yourself, Valerie, and I'm also interested in hearing why you decided to get more involved with coaching and you're attending the San Diego State University's Coaching um, for Organizational Excellence Certification Program. So wondering what are some thoughts that you have regarding coaching and, um, and your engagement in that program. Okay, excellent. Um, here at, Na- at Neighborhood House as the Director of Organization Development, I support organizational effectiveness initiatives and uh, facilitation training with managers. And um, previous to coming to Neighborhood House, I was the director of grants and neighborhood training for a family foundation uh, that was conducting an economic development initiative using community leaders as a part of the um, team to help establish that project. Um, I worked in Florida with um, a neighborhood initiative that was a demonstration project for how do you how to help community residents both um, organize and plan their own community change. So, um, very rich background in working in nonprofit and at a grassroots level. Uh, in response to your question, in terms of how and why I decided to get involved with the coaching program. Initially, um, started because of an email about the assessment feedback and performance course, which is actually the second course in the program. But once I learned um, more about the program, I was motivated personally just to improve as a manager and uh, this my desire to be a coach. That program was the model program um, to help me personally become better and more effective as a leader. Um, the, pro- the total program is really a powerful program because it helps you as the individual develop. Um, and as you develop, you're learning tools and methods and processes that help you become a better coach. Um, and whether you are planning to be a coach or you know, going back to your job as a manager, 
you are equipped to be more self-aware, um, to help others become self-aware, which is, to me, foundational to accepting change, to growing, to becoming a more effective leader. Um, and one of the great gifts of the program is how highly experiential it is in terms of the ability to practice coaching methodologies, to have um, a high caliber of instructor slash coach who is taking you through the training and the processes um, so you're really refining your skills. Right. So that's what made, motivated me to stay with the program. Well, excellent, Valerie. Valerie, wondering how you're planning on using coaching in your role here at the Neighborhood House Association and beyond. Um, well, for one, I am I've now incorporated um, into my role as Director of Organization Development, Internal Coaching. Uh, we will be rolling that program out. Thank you, Dr. G. <laughs> You're welcome. Looking forward to we'll having you more, more engaged in that. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, so excited about it that I'll get the opportunity to coach our managers, um, coach high potential employees, as well as coach employees for performance, as you heard Jordan and Susan discussing earlier. I think um, this opportunity both benefits me personally because it is my own desire to be a coach, but also uh, provides the organization with internal coaching that, you know, Dr. G provides coaching, but it also allows us to have a wider range of coaching available to our employees. Um, so that's one of the ways I intend to use it internally. Great. Thanks, um, Valerie. Julie, I know you'll be leaving us at the end of this segment, so I'm wondering if there's anything else you'd like to add. I just wanted to follow up on some of Valerie's uh, comments related to her excitement to begin to, to work internally and, and, again, emphasize that I think that an organization's investment in coaching uh, either for an employee as, as a coach or as a coachee really has a much broader impact on, on the organization than just investment in one person. And I, it, I wish Valerie uh, much luck and, and success with her project and know that in my own case I, I definitely believe that uh, my experience as a coachee had a broad impact on on the organizations that I that I worked with and I continue to work with, as well as as an impact for me personally and allowing me to grow to the next level in the organization. Oh, wonderful! Thank you so much, Julie, for sharing all you've shared with us this morning and just being willing to um, share your personal experience with coaching. Thank you, Dr. G. Yes. Um, I know that Jordan and Susan, we still have you on the line. Is there a comment or so you'd like to add before we go to break? Well, I, I, it just I've been listening, and one of the things that is just uh, very clear to me is how varied coaching is um, mm-hmm. and, and what it means. At heart, it's about helping people um, be more effective. And I think we've talked about how it's about uh, forming relationship, and it happens within a trust relationship, and it's really a way of uh, achieving productivity goals and profitability goals, but also making it happen that people are meeting their own goals and want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Susan, a thought from you? 
Yeah, I really appreciated it, um, Julia and Valerie's sharing because it really does affirm the power of um, the coaching conversation and knowing that someone cares about you, is interested in you, and spending the time, uh, time and attention is a gift. And when a person takes the time to have a coaching conversation with their employees, it truly is a gift to the individual and then ultimately to the organization. Um, and as Julie pointed out, even the ability to get the one-to-one is much different and more impactful than maybe just attending a training. Right. Okay, great. Thank you all for all your insights. Julie, again, thank you for joining us. We're going to take a quick break. Please stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Thank you for staying with us. For more on Leadership Matters with us today, we continue to have Jordan Goldrich, Susan Carton, and Dr. Alfonso Rodriguez. Thank you all for staying with us. Oh, and Valerie Wright, you're still on the line as well, right? Valerie, are you still there? I'm here. Great. You know, as we wrap up today, I'm going to ask uh, Susan, yourself, and Dr. Rodriguez, if you have any final thoughts or tips that you'd like to share regarding leveraging coaching services within an organization. Yes, I I think the perspective that I have is uh, we're in fields where they're undergoing um, changes in terms of approaches 
and changes in terms of um, how things are done and delivered. And uh, what we find from adult learning that uh, uh, providing coaching as a supplement to training really uh, is a, a very pro- a efficient and a, pro- a productive way for staff to learn new skills and to increase their knowledge base. Great. Thank you, Dr. Rodriguez. Susan, you'd like to add anything with regards to effectively leveraging coaching services within an organization? Yes, I think you know it absolutely will affect the bottom line. One client we're working with actually committed to creating a customized coaching program for their uh, sales managers because they recognize that um, how the manager leads, develops, and supports the sales reps absolutely uh, has a uh, influence on the sales generated for the company. So there's kind of a bottom line advantage, as well as uh, that company and another who are concerned about succession and retaining high potentials. Uh, coaching is a way that you really can invest in your folks to uh, develop them in order to fill future vacancies um, and to keep the people that you have invested in and don't want to lose your competition. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where uh, the organization benefits from retaining the talent and then uh, having people who really are engaged in the organizational vision mission. Great. Thanks, Susan. Jordan and Valerie, how about final thoughts from you regarding perhaps, let's see, the most important skills persons preparing to become coaches need to focus on developing? Okay, Valerie, would you like to go? I will do so. Um, Looking at my own experience as a coach and what I needed to do, I think uh, top of the list is um, people skills, that interpersonal relationship, especially if you're a manager coach and you've got to be trustworthy. Um, For me, another skill, and Susan talked about it earlier, is that listening, that's at the top of my list, that you really have to be able to um, engage in hearing a person at a deep level in order to ask the right questions and help them through their process. Um, One other, I, I saw this, and it didn't come up in the program, but I think it's embodied in what we learned at the San Diego State University's program, and that is learning agility, um, the ability and the willingness to learn and change and gain from life's experiences, Um, how to use your failures, your successes. That's a part of that learning agility, and and I think to coach others, you've got to be able to use your own experience, change your own life, figure it out, um, and learn how effectively to apply those in different situations even because you're called upon in your coaching conversations to help people take those experiences and make them work uh, even in different situations. So uh, those would be my the top of my list in terms of skills that you need. Okay, great. Jordan, why don't I have you add to that and then also maybe add anything you'd like to add regarding San Diego State University's coaching program, including where a person can go if they're interested in enrolling. Sure. Well, thank you, Cheryl. Um, Great job, Valerie. Um, Thank you. In some ways, we've covered it all, and so let me just maybe summarize a little bit and say some some summary kinds of things. Um, I think there are several levels, really three levels, to whether somebody is successful. The first is 
they have the skills. So, for instance, if you're teaching someone customer service skills and you have an angry customer, do you have the sort of the model for what you do with that customer? Listen, apologize, fix it, do something extra, and follow up. And that's really the skill level that we often learn in training. Behind that, there's something called a mental model, and that's just the assumptions you make about how things should be, how people should be, how the organization should run. And often um, the coaching, besides maybe focusing in on a skill, also starts challenging, you know, it could be like this or it could be like that. There's another way to look at this. There's another perspective. And part of it is just helping someone learn uh, other options for being and, and to challenge whether or not what they believe to be true is actually true. And then the third level is managing yourself, and that is uh, really how well do I keep myself motivated and going? How do I deal with it when I'm angry? How do I deal with it when I'm embarrassed or uh, scared, which we all know executives never experience? Mm -hmm. And um, really there's a big piece there. So what we've done with the San Diego State Program is really incorporate all of those things. We put together an advisory committee of some of the best coaches and organization development people in town, um, representative of the International Coach Federation, uh, et cetera, and we really designed a curriculum that looks at what is leadership, what is management, how do you develop somebody to, to go there, um, also uh, how do you manage yourself? And how do you help people change on a very on a very uh, personal level? Because a lot of success has to do with how you show up as a person. So um, the other thing I'd like to mention about our program is that we are certified by both the uh, Society for Human Resource Managers and the International Coach Federation as for continuing education units, and also master's level therapists. Uh, masters in social work and masters in counseling can also get continuing education units in our program. And so Mm -hmm. I think the easiest way, uh, rather than directing you through the website, is to direct you to the person who sort of administers the program. And her name is Rhonda, and her number is 619-594-6924. So that's 619 5946924. So thank you. Yes, thank you Jordan. And thank you to everyone that's been on the show today. I've appreciated and enjoyed just really hearing each of you share a little bit about your own experience with coaching and I um, do trust that we've gotten a lot of information with regards to the use and uh, potential impact of coaching on individuals' lives as well as on the effectiveness and the results that can be produced within an organization. Um, Thank you to all our listeners for joining us today and uh, for tuning in to Leadership Matters. Please join us next week on Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for more on Leadership Matters. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you again for tuning in. 
Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.